Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of our take on Home and Away. My name is Jonathan, and I'll be your host today, and I am joined, as always, by Angel. Hey, Angel. Hey, I'm always here, just like <laughs> Baywatch. <laughs> Dude, Baywatch and Summer Bay, I'm just saying I'd be down. Yeah. Sure, but we've got some exciting things to discuss today, some interesting news previewing next year in Summer Bay, uh, new family, new drama, and then a whole lot went down, and it was really, in my opinion, an exciting week. So I'm excited to sit here and discuss with you. Yep, let's jump in. All right. So first up, this was Upfront's week in the UK. So they sat down and announced all the goodies of what's coming up in 2020, and Seven announced their teases for what's coming up on Home and Away. The quote is as followed. In 2020, the country's number one Australian drama will explore stories of love, romance, betrayal, and psychological obsession. We will see the introduction of a new family, which will inject an exciting dynamic to the stellar ensemble cast. And after tragedy rocks the town, we will watch the community come together at the most unexpected wedding the Bay has ever seen to celebrate a precious second chance at love. Oof, a lot there to unpack. So, Angel, what, what was your initial thoughts on when you saw this? So, um, obviously, the psychological obsession is going to be Bella. <laughs> I mean, they, they couldn't make after this week, they couldn't make it so clear enough. Um, we talked about this uh, offline that uh, the second chance at love is likely going to be Martha and Alf who Mm -hmm. um came back this week um and see i don't know what the tragedy is uh but it may relate to that to the next story that we're going to mention um uh unless a character from unless a character a a current character dies or something or or something happens to the current character i'm scared that's all i'm saying yeah and i like all these characters except for bella but i like all these characters all the characters except for bella and the thing that worries me is the fact that they said a new family is coming. So it is three years that the Stonies have been here, and I'm worried that it's contract time coming up. And I don't want them – if they kill off Maggie or they kill off Ben, I'm going to be so sad. I don't want that in my life. I don't, well, don't think that's that where there. they're going. That but that's just where I'm worried about. Um, and I'm just really curious as to who – it could possibly be like I have a laundry list of people I don't want to be. Bella is probably the only person I want to be. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, who is not going to make it. But we should be getting close to the season finale, which means we'll be getting promos for 2020 here shortly. And I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm but excited too. The Daily Mail actually kind of gave us a little bit of a preview of some new characters, possibly the new family um, coming in. And they're very interesting looking. Um, and by that, I mean, like we just this week um, had the newcomer Jade come on and you mentioned offline how you kind of see a familiar vibe to him. Yeah. So they, so if you look at the article, um, just Google Daily Mail and Home and Away, I guess, if you want to see the article, uh, or maybe in a show notes. I don't know how this works. Um, 
so they have a sort of complexion, same kind of complexion um, and vibe that Jade has. Like, they're, like, first of all, the new character Jade is beautiful. And these boys here are just as beautiful. And I think that they may have some kind of connection, whether it's their, um, like, um, Tori and uh, her brothers. Maybe it's, like, a kind of a, kind of a, Jade has a bunch of brothers that um, are trouble. Not saying that the, not saying that the Morgans are trouble. I, they, they, they had their own little thing coming, like their own little story coming in, but I kind of, but like I, like I've been alluding to, I kind of think that these river boys, what that, what the daily mail calls them are, um, are related to Jade. And I think she's coming in ahead of these, um, ahead of these new characters because uh if because um not to break into the story part but she mentioned specifically that she doesn't settle anywhere so that's the biggest hint that uh, that gave the way that, that she's either running from something or she's just one of those grifters or something that um that and uh that kind of that kind of made me think, well, maybe her family's going to come in. Maybe she's coming in ahead of a family. So we'll super see. Interesting. I, I, I really liked her and I will get to into that in just a moment, but I, I would love to see her interact with these new guys. It, the scenes look interesting. There's a fight breaking out and I don't know. I, I'm ready for some new blood. I'm ready for a new family. Come shake up the bay. I, I'm just really excited about home and away right now. And it's going to be really interesting to see what they do and how they move the story forward. So yeah. we'll just have to stay and, tuned. And, oh, before we move on to that, if you know, if you notice in those photos, uh, the Stewart family's in those photos, so mm-hmm. they it, that might be connected with that as well. So yeah. Rue, I saw Rue, and I think I saw Martha in those photos. And I saw, I think Ryder, and maybe even Alf too. Yeah. Or, or was it John? Um, I know Ryder was there. Uh, yeah. So I definitely saw Rue in I there, know. and yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm excited, and the fact that they're with some established cast members that that gives me gives me hope that they're at least gonna tie them into the canvas well. So. Well, we'll doesn't right? Well, wait. Well, doesn't Ryder? Um, didn't he mention that he's he uh owns the caravan park, or one of them? One of them owns the caravan. No. So Al was, owns Caravan Park, so yeah. and he's just living there and kind of helping him out. Um, but mostly, Ryder's just kind of there. He's just living in that the same place, and then brags about it because it's his crumps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what that's what kind of hit me to that these quote unquote River Boys might be related to uh, Jade. Yeah, we have to be super interesting. I, I'm also curious if they're going to be tied to, to the River Boys, but I don't know. They they didn't see any blood and sand tattoos on them, but all the pictures we got so far, they all have their shirts on. So we'll know shortly, yeah. I'm sure, because nobody in Summer Bay keeps yeah. their shirt on very long. Yeah, I was gonna say they're yeah, it's it's Summer Bay, it's the beach. They're never gonna keep their shirt on like. <laughs> we'll know no soon enough, but. Let's discuss some of the stories first. So we've been mentioning Jade. So let's let's start there. Um, Dean has a new surf student, uh, Jade, and she's rattling up the bay already. Um, Ziggy's jealous. 
She's got her eyes set on Dean, and Ryder's got his eyes set on her. And he's doing anything he can in his power to keep Jade around. What What are your first impressions of our new little vixen? Yeah, Jade reminds me of... Um... Well, I guess it's going to be a thing that I compared the show to the U.S. Oops. She reminds me of Victoria Conafal from uh, Days of Our Lives, who plays Ciara. Sierra. Ah, uh, Sierra. And um, she's, like, she has this like wild hair, and she's very bubbly. Um, no, well, Sierra isn't, but she has this, just her hair and just the way she looks. She has this very exotic look about her. And I can see why um, Ziggy would be jealous of Jade because she is gorgeous. Not saying that Ziggy isn't gorgeous because I like that. So the one thing I like about the show is that Ziggy isn't, has, doesn't have a perfect body, but they, they still allow her in bathing suits and stuff like that anyway. And it's just, it's so awesome because she's just a little, I'm not saying she's, she's, she's not like the 36, 24, 36, but She's, but she's also like a very fit she looks human. Uh, character. So she's she looks human. She looks very human, and so does Jade as well. She has she has she's a little curvy as well, and and gorgeous. And Ziggy is cute, and I like I like I like that she's and and I like that she also um getting into the jealousy part of it. It wasn't that oh I'm just, so it wasn't just that she was jealous of Jade's looks and that somebody like that could turn and could turn her boyfriend's eye it was her own insecurity about brody right that's mm, like, that's no, brody uh, no. so What's his, dean what? is her is her no no, what, no brody no, was no, her no, ex the one who, yeah her ex so yeah her ex she mentioned brody who um i didn't i never got to see brody because it was before i watched uh-huh. this uh, I, I show, so. loved Brody. He was an awesome character who they completely assassinated at the end um, because he embarked on this affair with this girl, and it was just straight like just it was hard to watch. Um, but that was with Rafi, was it? No, his uh, girlfriend was this um, redhead. I'm blanking on her name at the moment, but. It just was a, it was a mess. Is all I got for you. Man, and it, well, I like that they, they kind with, Jade, not Jade, with Ziggy. Uh, she was like, she was like, I still have insecurities about how things ended with, um, right. Brody. And I like that her and Dean were able to talk about that. Um, and that was probably one of the more human, uh. <laughs> And yeah. uh, real moments of this week. Well, it was so nice to see, though, because, like you said, they had adult conversations about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean was like, you know what? I'm not Brody. Like, I understand, like, there's similarities here between um, what Jade's doing and what Simone uh, was doing to Brody. But the difference is I'm I'm being upfront with you from day one. And, like, I loved when he was trying to tell her from the start that Jade was still in town, right? Mm-hmm. he kept being like hey we need to talk hey hey can i borrow you real quick like hey i need to do this let me just tell you something real quick and ziggy was like nah there you go go do your class or go 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 off there like you're you're busy uh, we'll hang out later and then she started to get mad and he was like whoa just hold the phone i tried to tell you what was going on you wouldn't listen at that moment 
So you can't get mad at me for not telling you something because what do you want me to do? Just shoot you a text? Hey, LOL, Jade sticking around? Like, no, I wanted to do this in person. And it was just an adult conversation, which was nice to see them have. And it kind of turned around, and I, I don't know if we're going to get to this part now or uh, later, but it kind of, the, the same exact thing happened at the end of the week when Ziggy found out about her, um, about uh, the job offer she got. Well, yes. So that was the thing that, that was super interesting, right? So after her breakup with Brody, she decided to apply for an apprenticeship, and now she got a one-week trial and she doesn't really know what to do. Does she take the job and potentially leave Summer Bay and leave Bro? I mean, uh, Dean, or does she stick around for the man that she's in love with? And she's trying to have that adult conversation with him, but Dean is like completely locking up here and doesn't really know what to say other than, I mean, you go do you, and we'll, we'll just figure it out, right? Yeah, and. It was interesting that they brought in Maggie and uh, Ben with this because um, they had a brief conversation. This was at the end of like this was the end of Thursday's 90 year minute episode um, that she's that Maggie said, this is not how I raise my daughter. Uh, I, I so I remember her saying daughters in the plural sense. And I don't know. I don't know if that's her only daughter or not. She has anyway, two. Um, the other one, Coco is currently off screen. The actress wanted to go focus on her actual school, um, in real life. And so they just kind of wrote her out of the show. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So that, okay. So that's, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you too. Um, so she said, I didn't raise my daughters to put a man before a career. And I thought that that was interesting because a lot, um, that's, that's pretty human too. Like a lot of people are just like, look, if you have something that you need to do, don't worry about the, don't worry about your partner. Don't worry about your partner first. Worry about the opportunity first. And I thought that was interesting that she, that she mentioned that, um, especially since she's has a really good marriage with, uh, Ben that, uh, that she's like, I didn't raise my daughters to put a man before a career. And I also, I also forgot to mention last week that I think it's amazing that Ziggy is a mechan- a female mechanic. I think that that is girl power right there. I love it so much. Right. And when Maggie even brought that up to her, right. She, because Ziggy was going on about all the reasons why she wanted to apply mm-hmm. and didn't do it. And she's like, well, they don't even know if I'm a, I'm a male or female with a name like Ziggy. And then, uh, Maggie's like, well, then now you have to do it. You have a yeah. point to prove, and like, I, it just made me happy to see that. Yeah, cause like, um, so my name is very, my name is a unisex name. If in case you don't know, Angel is also a Hispanic male name, and a very popular name in the Hispanic community. In fact, I just met somebody, a male who is Hispanic, who has the same name as me, and we are getting along really well. Um, we uh. I kept so especially it was hard for me to date, especially online, because people would think you're a male. I'm like, no, I'm a female. Angel is a unisex name. And and my mom and when my mom named me, it wasn't or my grandmother named me. She Angel in the United States is a female is primarily a female name. And I thought that was interesting that Ziggy was like. Can you just tell me why you named me Ziggy? <laughs> I thought that was really funny because I could relate to that, um, having a sex name like that. 
I just love everything about the Stonies. I just yes. I love their reactions. I love their interactions together. I I just love how real they feel, right? Like they, they're a family unit that I could definitely just see happening anytime, and it's definitely just been a joy to watch. So here's my question for you: What do you think Ziggy should do? Because I'm of the opinion, like girl, like I'm sorry if Dean doesn't want you to go deal with it like whatever you need to put yourself first and have him either tag along and wait or you know what there's somebody out there that's going to support you but if you're sticking around just for him you're going to just remain bitter and unhappy because Mm -hmm. something's going to go wrong and you're going to just be always wondering what if yeah I I think she should take the uh, apprenticeship. I <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna side with Maggie a little bit. Uh, that that well a lot of bit. Uh, that um, Ziggy should take the apprenticeship. Um, cause you never know the apprenticeship might not work out and she goes back to Summer Bay. And of course, in a soapy sense, if Ziggy takes the apprenticeship, moves out of town, that leaves Dean open for Jade, and then this little mini love triangle between her and writer comes up and that's just where it gets soapy so i'm, I'm rooting for the soapiness there, and for Ziggy to be a strong independent woman there's a lot of areas that this can go yeah so, uh, i don't know either way i'm ex- really excited to see more of this story because i think that there's a lot of different avenues that yeah it can go so, down yeah the promos for next week um hyped up the story so i think this is going to be the big story for next week so uh, let's talk about Alf and Martha for a second. So they came back this week and they spent their time just letting pretty much the people of Summer Bay know that, you know what, they're, they're going to shack up together again. Um, <laughs> this caused Leah and Justin to make another step in their relationship because Leah didn't want to really just, bring that dynamic down alf was like you're being silly just stick around but leo wanted to give them their space and let the family just kind of figure their own thing out and she thought it was about time for her and justin to take the next step as well so what are your thoughts on all of these people moving in together (laughs) i think it's uh the week of the big moves (laughs) on home and away um Ah, uh, see, who should I? I'll start with Leah and Justin for this one. Um, so, um, I think it was a little too convenient that Ava went back to her mom. <laughs> Very convenient. Time. Yeah, I think it was a little, a little too convenient. Um, I get, I guess they didn't want, I guess I don't know, because the actress did a great job and I liked her and I really wanted her to stick around, but I guess. I guess she's kind of in and out or something. Um, and um, with um, with Leah and Justin, so I didn't fully understand that their relationship was a friends with benefits until you told me. And um, it was kind of leaning towards that way anyway, because during the whole, um, during the last few weeks, she was pretty much with Justin at her at their house and I started maybe I started early October um when um I started really watching the show early October when um Leah not Leah when Ava was there and uh she was having kind of a problem with her mother or some something along those lines and 
that whole time that I was watching, Leah was just at Justin's house, and I thought that they had already were living together. So that's so it surprised me that she was like, "Oh, I move on." I'm like, "Wait a minute! I thought you were just you you're, you're there all the time." And but it made sense for them to just move in together, and I like them together. I like Leah and Justin. I also have one history question: Didn't okay. Leah have a son? Yes. Leah has a son, VJ, uh, Vinny Jr., with uh, Vinny, played by Ryan Catalan, whatever, I, I forget his name, from True Blood. Um, but he uh, basically got recast in, like, 2016, um, and they sore-assed him dramatically, like, overnight. Um, oh, and I didn't the realize that they stuck around I didn't for, realize like, they years. Yeah. I didn't realize it was sore ass on the show. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of sore ass. So uh, he was there for about two years. Um, he had a great love affair. And when his wife, girlfriend broke, I mean, died of cancer in a tribute to, did you ever see Meg's death? Um, the classic death and the beach side where um, she just fades away. They, they basically recreated those scenes. Um, and, uh, she passed away and VJ just kind of left town after that raising his stepdaughter. So it, it was really, really good story. I, I miss VJ a lot because that dynamic with Leah is very missing right now because yeah. she's just kind of there in the Bay and Ada is one of my favorite actresses, um, on this show. And I really want to see her get to do more. So I was really excited when they did have that dynamic for um, Justin to get involved. But I'm I'm so curious to see where they're going to go with this. Yeah, I, I, I so not to not to kind of go away from the, what we were talking about but with uh, with um, Justin and Leah. But I think since Ada has been on the show, since I think it was 2000 she joined. Yep. It was it's it'll be 20 years since it'll be like no. Yeah, she joined years next March. Year. Yep, she joined March twenty second, two thousand. Exactly. Yeah, so I kind of, I'm part of so um, if it wasn't for the fact that the obvi- obviously the family is going to be the River Boys, I kind of want that new this new family to be VJ coming back with his own family if that like uh, somehow some kind of a, a family coming back, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, That'd but be an interesting bet, story yeah. for them, because I, I, like I said, anything for more, more Leah, it'd be what I'm here for. But I guess we're just gonna have to stay tuned to see what happens. I, I do like her being a part of this, you know, Mason family uh, drama. So I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, she really, she fits in well with the. Um, well, I thought their last name was Morgan. It's Morgan Mason. Okay, Mason. I, I got that one messed up. Yeah, no, because no, what confused me was like, wait a minute, isn't wasn't Frank's last name Morgan? Like, I guess that they're not related. But but then it turned out that it was a given name from uh, Witness Protection. So, Correct. Yeah. Um. So they're not. They're definitely not related. Um. So um, I I do like her with the Morgan family. Um. Kind of fitting in there, and she does have a uh. She does have. I guess I guess to me Leah is like. I think they I think Leah is like 
their uh, second Sally, I guess. Um, that's because because Kate left. I guess they kind of made molded her into what they wanted Sally to be, and I kind of think that it fits her like that. So she's uh, definitely the matriarch of this yeah. show, and I hate that she's the tragic heroine. And I am yeah. definitely worried for Justin because she is the Black Widow. One hundred and ten percent. She kills every man she's with, um, just about. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that he oh, no, doesn't get no, to embrace Leah. the curse of Leah Baker. But you know what? If, Leah if Patterson guys, Baker. Don't you forget it. <laughs> put some respect on her name. But I. I'm I'm very just I'm really just curious to see how she fits in now that she's going to be a permanent fixture of the Morgan household and then seeing if Ava will return. I, I really think for her to work, I would like to see Ava just a little bit older and just have her be, you know, that preteen giving them a little bit of a headache. But yeah. she, she's doing well with what she got. And so it'll be curious to see how this continues to play out in the days and weeks ahead. Well, I also, we also mentioned this last week. Um, Bella is about... Ha- Bella, my least favorite character on the show. 1415, uh, right? 1415. So if Ava got aged that, around to that, to that point and Bella somehow starts school up again with Ava being in town, I can kind of see them... I can kind of see the teen scene on Home and Away because they're all they're, they're they're so I was watching old clips this week of Angel and Shane and when they got together and they had a really solid teen scene back in the day with Angel and Shane and all those people there and um and that was pretty that was really cool I kind of want to see the teen scene get like kind of revitalized when they go back to school with um maybe Ava and Bella and throw in some similar to like what they did with days of our lives with the last blast gang, throw in some characters that, um, that kind of have always been in summer Bay, but you don't quite see them. So, um, and make that a little teen scene. Yeah. That's what home away is good for. And I'm interested to see, because they need to start building up that next uh, group of characters to develop stories around and people that we could see. So I I hate the thought of building a teen set around Bella. But I guess that's something we have to deal with until her until her uh, her death or or her maturity or something. When we just when we go from not liking her to just liking her. <laughs> Uh, I hope that uh, transition will come one day, but if not, you know what? We've only got like two more years, so it'll get it'll come yeah. soon, right? Soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Watch, she's gonna be here for the next twenty years. I swear. But She'll you know be- what? Let's let's talk about her for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We've been we've been uh, we've been building this up for a minute there. She's she's got herself into a whole ass mess um this week because she's over here arguing Mackenzie as always about her relationship with Colby but meanwhile girlfriend hasn't dealt with the cut on her uh, hand 
Um, it hasn't been taking care of it correctly. So she's now got an infection and she hasn't had any vaccinations. So yeah. And this developed into a huge scene where our willow just chewed her out and we were screaming. So what, what do you think of Bella's developments this week? (laughs) So, um, to start, um, well, first of all, we gotta go back. I gotta go back to my opinion on Alpha, Alpha and Martha. <laughs> um, um, but uh, but we'll do that a little later. Just remind me to do that. Um, I actually thought she was faking it in the beginning. I was with Mackenzie there when she was, cause I when she I thought that she was faking it. Um, cause this is gonna sound really weird and gonna sound really mean at the same time. But there were, but she went from being like she went from acting like. A <laughs> gosh, I'm gonna miss my words a little bit. She went for acting like a uh, somebody who wanted to go, who their parents signed her up, their them up for uh, a extracurricular activity, and they realized they didn't like the extracurricular activity, and they fake sick just to get out of the extracurricular activity, and was over dramatic about the mm-hmm. fake sickness. So that's how that's what made me think that she was faking it, me, completely forgetting about the 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 cut on her hand from that was last week. Um, then when she was when she went to say I want to go to this excursion and walk to it and stuff like that, I was like bye girl, and then she passes out. I'm like wait a minute, she wasn't faking it. Are you sure? <laughs> Is she faking it now? So when she gets so when she gets to the hospital, <laughs> when they get to the hospital, when they like ca- they carried her to the hospital because I guess uh, Australia doesn't have ambulances or I guess they their their health insurance costs a million dollars more than America's. Um, they um so it was interesting that Alex was there because it kind of ties it kind of tied it back to when she was hitting that. Mm, that pole, that terrible see where she was hitting that pole and uh, cut her hand somehow. And it was like, oh, great. Alex treated her. Alex treated her that time. So then she gets to the hospital. So then she gets to the bed and it's her aunt doesn't have, she doesn't have appendicitis or anything, checks the hand and it's like, oh my gosh, the hand. So, um, yeah, Bella, and then Bella just used that just like, played her brother like a like a flute this entire time like like from the moment she got into the front from like extra hard like a flute from the moment she got into the bed to the moment that she was at Irene's house like she played her brother like an instrument so badly and I cannot stand Cody Cody Colby 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 Colby, yes, like, like Liza Colby. Okay. Yep. Okay. Col- like Colby, Colby Chandler. Colby that's Chandler. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't stand Colby because he reminds me of Liam from The Bull and the Beautiful. He just flip flops, like flip flops. Like one, like literally last week he was like, I want to get back together with Mackenzie. Screw what Bella thinks. And then be- the minute that Bella falls into his fake falls, it's like, I'm, 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 I still think it's it's kind of a fake thing, but I I know I I kind of believe Alex over Bella. Um, as soon as Bella just fell into his arms, he's like, "But 
I'm his, I'm, I'm his, I'm her caretaker. I, I, I need to take care of her. Watch next week. Watch next week is gonna get tired of Bella and be like, Mackenzie is so awesome. I want to be with Mackenzie. I hope Mackenzie doesn't play that. Doesn't play that. Doesn't play. Doesn't play. Doesn't play with that because. Mackenzie deserves so much better. I think Colby and Bella just need to deal with their stuff and Colby to not be in a relationship. And I think Mackenzie, I'm so sure there are people out there that Mackenzie can sleep with. And have exactly. Their, so yeah. there's plenty of people in the city that she can just mm-hmm. go on and have fun with. The, the thing for me is I just don't care about Bella. Like when I, I saw that cut on her hand, I was like, all right, well, maybe she'll die. And then we can just move yeah. on. But it's just, I don't get it. And her interactions are what's dragging the character of Colby down and the character of Mackenzie down. Because I don't care about the main antithesis of the story. So why am I going to care about the story itself? Like, they're trying to give them all this manufactured drama, but I don't care. Like, you rushed into this relationship, and now you're rushing into the reasons why they can't be together and it's just i don't know not something that i'm entertained by no it's especially since they took up most of thursday wednesday and thursday's episode and mm-hmm. mind you thursday's episode is 90 minutes long so they took up most of that episode and most of wednesday's episode it's just the, so it, was, it was so much it was too much and they they just i don't know they're they're putting too much on her. I would like to see Mackenzie just be like, you know what, go go figure yourself out and come back to me later. Um, but she, Colby just he's just a mess. I I'm hoping that he puts Bella in his place because she can't live her his life for her. Like he has to live mm-hmm. his life and then be her caregiver. And Bella is old enough to be able to separate the two. And if she's not. They they've got different problems that they need to be addressing. Yeah, like literally her entire past was was being like, if I remember reading correctly, um, it it was a very like weird and dire situation between mm-hmm. her and Ross that uh he kept that he didn't parent her correctly. If I if I yeah, remember reading he's, correctly, he's pretty much as manipulating grooming her from the start and just covering up the, his wife's death and this it was a whole just really crazy thing where he just was really just abusive um to her may not in a physical mm-hmm. way but in the mental way like he definitely messed with this girl's brain in more ways than one so i feel bad for her and i do understand that mm-hmm. but I just I don't I, I don't like her. I think the one thing that I like about this I'm gonna okay so not Bella specifically but the story is that in most cases if somebody was if somebody was in a situation like how Bella's situation is they would come out as like the heroine. With Bella she's not the heroine at all. She is just as manipulative and just as um just as toxic as her father is so um that's the part that i like about it i just wish it was a little better than what it what it currently is and i'm hoping that next year 
if they since they kind of alluded to it, it kind of ramps up in a way that will make me like the story. Not so much like Bella, but like the story better. And, One can hope. Yeah, and I'm saying next year because of the upfront, not not. Uh, not all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do next year. <laughs> Wait, uh, in the new yeah. year I want Bella to be a to be a better character. No, no. Yeah. New year, new me. Well, yeah. fingers crossed that Bella will at least from a story standpoint that that we can get interested into it, if nothing else. So going back to Alf and Martha, what what did you think of their um, moving in together? Okay, so. You're going to have to help me through the history of Alf. Didn't I remember correctly that Martha was a uh, return from the dead situation? Yep, nope, she was dead. So Martha died pre-show, which is why the Fletchers moved in, because Alf was selling the caravan park um, because he didn't need all that space um, anymore, and he kind of wanted to downsize and, and, and restart because that was his home with Martha and Rue. And so the Fletchers moved into that house and into the Summer Bay house and he moved off um, to be with Elsa. And then now, 30 years later, he got involved in a big stunt and he was about to die. And that's when he told Rue, oh, LOL, BT dubs, I've got a secret and your mom's alive. And they just kind of like brought her back from the dead and had these like old people love scenes. And that's kind of where we're at. Okay. So, um, this is really the, so other than like clips of Alf and, uh, Asa, I can't pronounce her name. I'm sorry. Elsa. Elsa. Um, I don't have that. (laughs) This is going to sound sad and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fellow Australians, but I don't have a real connection with Alf. Even though he Don't is one of the star, even though he's even though he's one of the stalwarts of the show, like like, like yeah, I don't have a connection with Alf just yet. I know that he's a very important character. So that being said, what and when I came in, Alf was gone. Like I was like, wait, isn't there a character that was here since 1988 that I remember that that was supposed that was supposed to be here and he wasn't there? So I'm like, okay, well I guess he'll be there eventually. And then I read up that uh, the actor. Um, uh, wanted some time off to do uh, uh was it a Broadway um uh he does a lot of plays in the UK yeah a Broadway something in U- the UK so I'm like okay well that makes sense and um so this is my first real time other than clips from like the uh, other than clips from like the 80s and uh the 90s when um he ran over Angel <laughs> that was funny I'm sorry uh, um that I that I got to see Alf and I actually, so I'm not as connected with him, but I do like him. He's, he's like, he's, he's like that strong figure, that strong character that needs that, that every, the strong patriarch that every show needs. Um, and I like Martha too. Um, I'm kind of glad that I didn't see the show when, um, it was revealed that uh, the, that Martha was alive uh, because I probably would have been really pissed off. Um, but I do like them together. And um, the actress who plays Martha and the actress who plays now I know Rue is a recast um, um, from the one in the eighties, um, but they look so much like mother and daughter. It's so uncanny. I love it. 
And um, this is really, and this is also my first time seeing Rue too, from, well, in the form of Justine Clark, um, because um, in the past I've seen the other actress, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name. Um, yeah, Justine Clark was the original. Georgia Parker is the Georgia new Parker. Comic. I'm sorry, Georgia. So Justine yeah. Clark was the original. Was the original. Correct. Georgia Parker. What? So Georgia Parker, because I've I remember seeing clips of her in uh, on other like Australian shows. Um, George, um. Georgia, this, I, this is the first time I've seen her at the former Georgia Parker. I kind of like Rue. It like I, she's matured since um, Justine Clark played her. Um, she, Georgia like, does an amazing job, yeah. and I, I love her. And I will definitely give you the fact that uh, Blenda Giblin, who plays Martha, like her and Georgia do look like mother and daughter, and yeah. it's a perfect. They did do a good job with the casting, and that good job. Fitting her in. The the problem that I have is that she this is an unnecessary retcon, and I didn't need yeah. it to be done this way. I, I am happy that Alf is getting um to experience love later in life and have that again. But the fact that this faking her own death led to Alf basically being a bigamist, um, it's just kind of weird to me. Like yeah. it just kind of yeah. it kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth and, and I just kind of am disappointed because there's all these times that Martha should have been around if if she was alive like there's no reason why she wasn't around for Rue during you know some of her really trying moments or the trying moments with her daughter Martha like there there's a lot of stories that came from this like the fact that Rue named her daughter Martha after her mom because her mom died like that was a whole thing, and it's just like, huh? I, like we talked about on some other discussions, it's it's really just leaves a sour taste in your mouth when you're retconning something that we saw on canvas, right? Yeah, because we um, not see her death on canvas, but we we knew the history of the show. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he married to uh, Elsa for years? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. So he got married to Elsa, I believe, in like the, the first year of the show, um, eighty-eight, and then they stayed together off and on because soap storylines, yeah, but mostly yeah. on um, for the re- majority of um, the '90s through. I think uh, she died early 2000s. Okay. And then, yeah. but Alf actually then dated other people and did other things. So it's like. Really interesting that they would do that uh, to her. Yeah, uh, she was with Judy Nunn through um, July of 2000. So that's just like, uh, that's so much of the show's story and history was just like centered on the lie. And I'm just like, yeah, wasn't necessary. Yeah, like, and it would be super weird. And I, I do not want to put this out in the universe. If like, if like they decide, oh yeah, BT dubs, like, haha, LOL. Um, Elsa is back from the dead too. So now they have, yeah, I don't want that to happen either. Like, yeah. I, I thankfully don't see that happening uh, because they, they one the actress is who played uh, Elsa, Miss Judy Nunn. She's busy off here writing books and just having fun, not, not acting, so I well, don't they, see her. They could recast, so yeah. They could, so you never, you never know. But I, I don't think they would undo such a, a pivotal moment like that. But this is home and away, and you never know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I do agree. I do like seeing Alf happy. 
again, and I will give them that. I don't like the story. I don't like how we got here. But you know what? If if we're gonna give second chance for love, let's let's enjoy it. Yeah. So let's see here. I uh let's talk about Jasmine and Robo for a second. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That took up a lot of airtime this week, and it was early really in the week. interesting and early in the week. Um, because we talked about it a lot last episode about what we think Jasmine should do and what we think that Robo should do and how they should play out. And this week we kind of finally got at least a little bit more movement there, right? So mm-hmm. Robo finally told um, Jasmine that the reason why he didn't want her involved was the fact that she said she didn't want kids, right? She said that mm-hmm. she wasn't going to be a mom. She didn't want any of that. And now that the Grace is in their life, he was like, you know what? You have to put up with me. You had to put up with all this stuff going on with the witness protection and with Tori and with all this. I'm not going to make you raise my daughter. And she was like, but we're married. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is just a part of it. Like, do, is this my plans? Do I want to be a mom? No. Like, I really don't. Like, that's not what I was wanting. But you know what? Life happens. And you just kind of have to roll with it. And this is the situation we're in. And I don't want to see you being so exhausted and running yourself ragged when I'm willing to help. I love Grace, too. Let me be a part of her life. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, the, yeah, so this was, wow, this was early in the week, and um, like I predicted last week, she did chew out Robbo for um, essentially having Irene come in and uh, take the, like, uh, take care of the baby. Um, let, let it, well, letting Robbo say, letting Irene take care of the baby when Jazz is there. And um, it was weird how I kind of predicted like what was going to happen this week. Cause I was like, well, it's going to be a resolution. I mean, the only thing that can really happen with the story is that like right now is that they work things out and it's all happily ever after because they are my ride or die couple. So, <laughs> so, um, I'm glad that this has worked out. I'm glad Robbo is learning to not be as selfish when it comes to Grace. All six of them. And because um, there are six babies that play Grace, if you look at the closing credits. And um, it's and it's just so. It's just it's it's like similar to what we mentioned with Ziggy and uh, Dean. Like it's it's it's. They have a, they have they had a mature conversation about it. It wasn't all screaming and hollering and throwing things and stuff like that. It was it was just it was a nice discussion about like how look, Bravo, you've dealt with all of this stuff. And I'm and I married you. I walked out to the aisle with to a Taylor Swift song. And I'm gonna say that until the day I die. <laughs> and I'm and I'm here for you. I'm here for the baby. I'm your wife. I'm your ride or die. I'm here for you. And they walked on the beach and they weren't featured for the rest of the week. And I was happy. Before, I was happy because now off screen, they're there. They don't have to deal with Grace. <laughs> I'm not sorry, not Grace. They don't have to deal with Bella or Colby. Cause yeah, cause they did. They, so Grace did kind of play into the Bella story. Um, that um, when she gets when she got her vaccinations, um, she had to stay with Irene because since 
uh, Grace is too young to be vaccinated. Um, she didn't want, they, they don't want uh, Bella to be there as the uh, vaccinations work into our system to um, get a cold or anything like that and risk getting uh, Grace infected. And um, going back to Bella for a second, when she said she would want to see Grace sick, I wanted to go down to Summer Bay wherever the hell in Australia they are at and kick that girl's butt because you do not put a baby in danger because of your own manipulative, manipulative games. I'm sorry. Like that, that I have, I, I have a real issue with vaccination <laughs> with people with like people not wanting to vaccinate, but that pissed me off that she was willing, that Bella was willing to put grace in danger because she wants to control Colby like that. And that girl needs, that girl needs Willow to kick her ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> but going back to that, I'm glad that Jasmine and Robbo were able to work things out. And, and you know that things are going good because I weren't featured the rest of the week. Yep. And I, I did like those scenes, especially when they went on that little walk. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, fine, cool. Uh, we can finally move a little bit forward with the story and let them be together and happy for a moment before we blow the world up. Yeah, because they're going to be featured next week. I saw some spoilers with that. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely drama lurking yeah. around. Well, that brings us to our last story to discuss, which is uh, the girl. So, Alex... Uh, was struggling for part of the week um, with Willow's confession and trying to figure out where she wanted to go. And Willow was persistent. Now, I will say, I was initially annoyed with Willow because you do not come up into my workplace and bother mm-hmm. me about our love life. Like, I just, yeah. that's not professional. This is not the time or the place. But nevertheless, she went, she bothered Mason, and then she went and bothered. Alex and was like, hey, so about last night, like, can we, can we just try this again? And Alex initially was like, no, let's not do this. And Willow left for a little bit and then came back and was like, no, for for real, for real. Like, can't I, this isn't like just me going through a phase. I, I want I want to be with you. Can we give it a go? And by the end of the week, they were girlfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Ah, they're so cute together. Partners. Oh, I love them together. Um. I actually took a screen cap of them holding their holding each other's hands in the elevator. It was it's it's adorable. And I like when Mason said, I find you too cute together. I'm like, oh, he's he's joining. He's joining. Um, what are we calling them? Wallex. <laughs> is that what they're <laughs> I don't know what they're calling them. I don't know if they do that. That uh, that squish name thing yeah. in Australia. Um, uh, we'll call him Wallex, I guess, but, um, <laughs> it, it's a weird name and I hate it, but I like it. <laughs> um, I did, I did agree with you about, um, um, Willow coming into the hospital and demanding to talk to, uh, Alex. That's, that's just not, I, I wasn't feeling it. I, it, but at the same time, Alex does come into Willow's place of work to talk to, to not really to talk about relationship, but, the, but to kind of flirt and stuff like that. So I'm going to give Willow a little bit of leadway there because, um, Alex does come to the, uh, to the, uh, fit club, uh, so the summer Bay fit, um, 
and that's kind of how isn't that kind of how they met? Yes, but I mean, there's there's a difference. There is, I mean, yeah, cause it's, she's cause a it's, doctor. Yeah, and and it's like and and the summer break feels is more of like a social atmosphere. Exactly, it's, yeah, it's so more laid back. It's, it's more, more back. different, and you know what? It's the point does still remain. Like they're at work. Stop it. Keep yeah. your personal business. Yeah. After hours. Go to Salt. Go to Salt. Salt is a sexy club that the, and I like Salt at night. I like it when they were when they were at Salt last week and they were kissing next to the outside of the club. I like Salt at night. Like that's a pretty cool like bar. It reminds me of um I don't know if it's still on Neighbors Scarlet's Bar um uh, back when Izzy was on the show um. Uh-huh. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Scarlet's Bar. Um, and um, and yes, I watch Neighbors, too. <laughs> um, and it's... And what did they do this week that just... What else did they do this week that got me just to loving them? Oh, the picnic! When, uh, when Alex was outside about opening up the thing and they were about to have a picnic together, but Willow got to take care. And I, now... I like how this uh, now I'm going to give him away this credit. I like how all the stories just tie in together, but not forcefully like or it was organically that they tie in together that um, Willow had to cancel because of uh, the situation with Colby and Bella. Um, and I'm not going to go there again. So but I just like that she, that she was that she was going to make them a, have them do a picnic on the on the um in the park and then the the, the 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 best moment of the week when Alex accidentally called Willow her girlfriend. Ah, oh, oh my gosh. It just kind of slipped out there. It could have been a Freudian slip. I don't care, but they're, they are official now. They are awesome. I hope that the watchdog groups aren't taking them down because I just love this couple so much. I love them. I love them. I, I, if, if anything, if, if you find out that any watchdog group is, is ruining my Wallex, I don't like that name, but I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to do a whole tweet thread about why this show shouldn't write off uh, Willow and Alex or, and or Alex or break up this relationship because that's my that's my heart on the show. I love them together. Oh. They seem to be still going strong, and I like that. And I like yeah. that they're embracing it, and that they're really going there with them. Mm-hmm. It's something that's different, it's unique, and it's 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 a couple and pairing that has a lot of longevity and a lot of interesting routes that they could take them as Willow is exploring her sexuality, and Alex mm-hmm. is kind of established in it, and you get to tell these stories in a unique way. And I like the fact that. Willow's exploration is not a plot point, right? Mm-hmm. This is not some giant coming out story where there's tears and everything. It's no, they're just two people dating and it that's that's it. Yeah, and I like the fact that Alex had a long-term relationship uh mm-hmm. before Willow. I like that it's it wasn't just so not 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 saying that like all LGBT couples are just casual hookups that suddenly turn into a relationship. I, I like, I, I think a television, it's a, I think television, those relationships are portrayed that way that like, and not so, not so much soap operas as in uh, other shows. Like it's just like, 
these casual hookups to turn into a thing. I like that Alex is like sort of like she know like she had her story off screen and she had a girlfriend off screen and it was a long term relationship but that didn't work out and it was quote unquote nor- a normal relationship and not like a not like not like a except for maybe the end when the turn out when the, like the the whole doctor thing kind of got in the way but it was it, it I like that it's established like that Alex is just an established lesbian. And not like a, I don't know if I'm a lesbian. I want to kiss Willow. Oh, God, help me. Oh, no. So I just, I just love them together. I just, I just love how mature and grown up it is and how um, pretty much how awesome it is. How awesome, I just think it's awesome. And I know that like American shows, American soap operas, well, American shows like, not primetime shows, because our shows are daytime, um, explore, like, LGBT stuff way more, way better than the American soap operas. Um, I think we only have one gay couple in the United States. Soap operas? I think only, I think it's only Sonny and Will. I think that's them. Um, yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. We don't have any, uh, but that's, I'm getting off on a tangent, but, like, but like I just I, I like that they that they're able to just like say that this is a normal couple and this is they're getting together they're getting together is no different than like uh, like Leah and like Leah and Justin like it's yeah. no different than that so it's it's definitely interesting and and we do have more um, same sex couples here in the states because you have Brian Lucas you have Mariah and Tessa that's right I keep forgetting well, well Lucas is they're, they're never off on. Screen, though. Like, and and I, oh, I don't watch Linda Russell's that much anymore, but I forgot that Mariah and Tess are still a thing. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, the story's yeah. different, and that's what's, that what's the main thing here is Illinois is not treating them as an LGBTQ couple, right? This is not or a, a, token, or a, a token, token couple. This is not some like issue based story. This is just people. Telling a story, like you said, it's no different than Justin and Leah. It's no different than anybody else on the show, and that's what's making it ring true, and that's what's mm-hmm. making the story so captivating and so interesting to watch, and one that I'm definitely looking forward to tuning in every day and seeing. Yep, yep. I hope well, they get their big weeks. I hope they get a big week one of these weeks. <laughs> I have a feeling that that we're destined for. For some big story for them, and I'm yeah, I'm like a like a promo worthy week, <laughs> like something that's like tonight on Home and Away. Oh, I want that for them. We'll, we'll get it. I'm I'm sure. So, any other final thoughts before we wrap up tonight? Um, not really that I can think of. Oh wait a minute, there's one there's one last thing with uh I I hate to bring up Bella again, but uh so. It's a little bit of a continuity error. So when she popped that balloon, um, she popped the balloon that Willow gave her, not the balloon that Mackenzie gave her. So <laughs> I find it funny that she still kept the balloon that um, that Mackenzie gave her, even though she popped a balloon. She was <laughs> just all in her feelings. She was, yeah, she was all in her feelings and didn't realize that she took the balloon that so the balloon closest to the bed was the balloon that willow gave her and the balloon furthest from the bed was the balloon that Mackenzie gave her so she wound up popping willow's balloon 
like I found that a little funny when I watched the guy. I was like, wait a minute, that's 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 not Mackenzie's balloon. She's still keeping the balloon. I mean, I find that I found that really funny. I mean, that was not 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 to, not in any detriment to the character of Willow, but just as a continuity error. <laughs> so, dude, I, it's just hilarious what what <laughs> happens if you pay attention. But that. You know what? Overall, really solid week. So before we wrap up, what would you give Home and Away as a rating for this week? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being unwatchable, 10 being the best you've ever seen it, what would you give this week? All right. So um, so last week I gave it a 9. Um, this week I'm dropping it down a point to an 8 just because the um, Mackenzie, Colby, and Bella story took up a lot of time, and I... I wanted to fast forward it's so bad, but I knew I would be talking about it and I knew I would have feelings about it and I and I it wasn't something that I want it wasn't something that I wanted to <laughs> that I it wasn't something that I wanted to really watch. Um but mm, I guess that's the that's the that's the that's the devil in the in, in hand. So <laughs> that's the giving, price we pay. That's the price we pay for being fans of the show. So yeah, so I'm giving it an eight. Uh, but it's it was better than that. It was still an excellent week. I would agree. I'm going to eight as well. The only thing I disliked for it was the whole Bella stuff. I'm I'm not a fan of the Alpha Martha story, but I've accepted it at this point. It is what it is. So I'm not gonna be too upset with the way that they're retconning and fitting it in just just let them be happy and move on but bella needs to die and that's why i got the rating that it got so with that mm-hmm. said you can follow us at rtakemedia.com you can follow us on twitter at rtakemedia you can use the hashtag rtakeha when discussing this show so that we can find your comments you can rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are, the more reviews we get, the more likely people are to find us and realize that we are discussing this amazing Australian piece of television. You can follow Angel at Tornado Song. You can follow me at SoPwiggyJohn. And until next week, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.